This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. From Race Wars Podcast, this is Unhirable with White Karen and Go To Gay Tobby. Welcome. It's the feedback episode feedback. that we promised you last week. <laughs> we delivered on one promise that we've ever made. Yeah, um, and nobody was asking for it, so <laughs> here so, you go. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> um, also, we're high as shit. I know. You know what we did? Because White Karen does whatever she wants. <laughs> we took a little bong onto 78th Street in Manhattan and smoked on the sidewalk from a bong. But just openly from a giant piece. Yeah. It was it was amazing. Like a little, a little like a bong. It yeah. was like a, you know, with the, it was the phallic thing with like the balls and then the shaft and you get a lot of the water. Um, yeah, there were like a bunch of other white people around us and nothing happened. That's <laughs> true. White people. A couple a couple of disapproving glances, but other than that, I we And then we're secret fine. deep inhales. <laughs> that doesn't feel nice though. I don't like a disapproving glance. Like I, look away. What? Yeah, but like this it, I mean it's just like life. Like people smoke cigarettes on the street. Like it's not going to get you high to be in the vicinity of someone who's getting high in in public. Well, I've recently become, again, in my life, a pretty big pothead. Um, And so I got a dugout. And I go through phases of, like, being a big pothead and then not being a pothead. Um, So I guess that's like I'm sometimes an alcoholic and sometimes not. Is it, like, a problem for your life? Do you find that you make big sacrifices to accommodate your potting up? No. I feel like pot, like, numbs me enough to just, like, go, 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 go. Um, which is kind of how I feel like my life in New York is. Uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, pot is like, um, it's like just being able to like shift. Do you know what I mean? Like shift everything, like like your whole, what happened to my headphones? Oh. What happened to my headphones? Can you I don't know, me? I can hear you, yeah. You can? Mm-hmm. This is crazy. I can't hear anything now. <laughs> Why don't you try, there's oh, another. Oh, it's just like a faulty cable. Okay. okay. It's annoying. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> Pot. I was saying that it sort of like oh. numbs me to right, right, take right. the New York hustle. It's like the overlay of your life, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's reality and then there's how you see reality. So like that, it shifts that whole thing whole over. And now you're seeing the same thing and you're still you, but through a different thing. You mean because you're high? Yeah. Well, yeah, you're 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 not sober. <laughs> I don't know what is the yeah. what's the word there. Intoxicated. Yeah, you're intoxicated. Yeah, you're just like. But I'm saying that's the effect it produces. Okay, but the thing for me is that I think pot did. I've heard this elsewhere that pot can have the same impact in sort of like opening somebody's consciousness that like travel does. You can get a similar end result from both things. Um, and right, what but you I, can also do both and like stay dumb as shit. No, for sure, for sure, because people are people and everyone's a snowflake. Even travel <laughs> doesn't work on everybody. No, of course not. Donald Trump has how many children? Um, so although, oh, feedback, feedback, feedback. Okay, wait, this wait, is wait, a feedback a episode. Yeah, wait, wait, so remind you... me about Donald Trump's children and feedback from Shelby. Okay, classic Shelby. Shelby, I... you got to remind me, okay? Thank you. <laughs> Something that Shelby said about Donald Trump. Okay. If smoking weed is like traveling, then is doing other drugs like going to different places? 
Um, yeah, probably. It depends on the drug. Like, I've done a couple of drugs that I think took me somewhere. Like, I did salvia. Do you remember this? Yeah, I'm scared to do that. I think that. Miley smoked it or something. Yeah, she made it something. I'm, like, scared of it, though, because I watched the YouTube videos of people, like, falling over. No. And, like, spazzing out. Like, they look like, like the people who huff duster. It looks like that. Like, that super spazzy thing. It was incredibly unpleasant and lingering to this day. Really? Yeah, I didn't like it at all. I did it when I was living in Boston um, with my cousin, actually. I always hang out with my cousins that do drugs. Is it, was it salvia <laughs> salvia family. or was it like like cheap or like mixed with something? I have no idea. He got it online. Oh, okay. Um, and he was a big pothead, too. And like uh, he's a good friend of mine. Um, but he... He liked it, and I did not because it took me to a place that I felt like I wasn't supposed to see, like, that I could see. I mean, not to get too weird about drugs, and I don't want to make this, like, too drug-heavy this episode, but I felt like I saw, like, the like things that make reality happen at work behind the scenes. Like God particles? I guess so. I don't fucking know what it was, but I knew that they were like, get him the fuck out of here. Oh, he's annoying. Get him out. Get him out. Get him out. And like, I was like, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Apparently, to everyone that was like in this sober world that we live in, Mm. said that I just stood up immediately and was like, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? For what felt to me like an hour, but was in reality like four minutes or something. What a nightmare. It was horrific. Horrific. And then it felt like coming back into this reality, I was like suddenly in like jello and then like trying to break my way out of the jello into this like what we would say like oxygen reality. So it was weird. It was a really weird. I, there was a physical, there was a tactile thing that I remember feeling very distinctly like mm-hmm. sort of the like gel that I was in and then suddenly being in the air. That is crazy. But not wet. There was, I like, the residue dried up very quickly. It sounds suffocating. It was a horrific experience. I mm-hmm. didn't like my consciousness being twisted and wrenched from me in that way. What do you mean by effects to this day? Like, what's your effects? Um, the effect to this day is that when I think about that, I get, like, a pang of, like, fear. Mm-hmm. Or I, I, I guess would be the, like, just a... You uh, got PTSD from Salvia. I guess so. Like, I just like, a, ooh, I, that was not, that's the one <laughs> drug, well, no, I didn't, I really didn't like ecstasy either, but this was yeah, the first right. one that actually that's took crazy. me to a place that I felt, like, I guess psychotic would be the word, wow. where I was not attached to this reality Did at all. Did you feel like you could stay there, like... It might not go away. I remember feeling like a victim, that like being held against my will mm. and just like praying that I would get out. I was like, oh, God. And then just, no, I guess praying isn't the right word, but just like generating the strength to come back in. But I guess that's just the drug running its course. Um, but it felt like I had, to, I, I had to use a lot of strength to come back into reality. And I don't like that in a drug Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. No, a gentle calm That's down. That's my feedback for Salvia. Wow. Okay, so. Yeah, I've always been terrified. Okay, I'm never doing it. Karen, I would like to talk about some feedback. Uh, we're doing the whole episode of feedback. Yeah. And we're going to start with some feedback of, about a recent episode. I'll let you sort of be the top in this. Honestly, at this point, it's like I don't even want to because it's like been so like, we've like beat this horse to <laughs> death. 
I thought I we have solved notes. It. Like I'm looking at my own notes of like anger. Oh, they, look at that. That's a lot look, of words. Yo, oh shit! You're scrolling this. forever. Oh, can it's you? It's paragraphs. How do we make? I mean, like it's not the, really paragraphs. It's just like sentences, but it looks really big on the. It's phone. a lot of them. Is that like? Is that like an elderly person size font? <laughs> <laughs> I just like when the, my phone looks bubbly. Everybody accuses me of being a sad loser. But <laughs> I just like when it's like bubbly. Why should I strain myself to see? Well, do you know what I mean? Why, why should you strain, strain yourself, period? <laughs> um, so. Yes, why should I exert? I wake up every morning saying, why should I exert? Um, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, listen. Okay, I'm not reading from these notes. Here's what it boils down to. I just want to remember when we were at Cookie Post's house, which, by the way, is going to be bonus content that we'll release really soon. We're just like the worst at <laughs> managing audio files, so we'll get on it. I know. Anyway. That's, yeah. Oh, my the, things keep coming out. I, sh- I shouldn't play with it. Okay, so you were saying. Okay. <laughs> um, remember when we were at Cookie Puss's house? Yeah. Cookie Puss is our drug dealer friend who threw a weed dinner with us. Yeah, he sells mad weed. We threw a dinner. Yeah. Um, and he made he made so much. He had the chef come in and make so much food with every course having marijuana. In the it. chef was this beautiful young hipster. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah, he works at a fancy restaurant in New York also, interestingly enough. <laughs> uh, what were you talking about? Um, you, you were, we were at our oh, friend Oh, we were Cookie at Cookie Puss's, Puss's house. house. We were at Cookie Puss's Okay, first of all, Cookie Puss had given us these, like, vegan-ish, he said, which I guess just means vegetarian. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, cupcakes. It was, like, peanut butter, chocolate. It was almost brittle. It looked like a Reese's cup and it had, like, sprinkles on top. And he was, like, these, you know, they're edible. So, like, um, did you eat a whole one? I th- yeah, I, I kind of blacked out for marijuana. Okay, me too. So I, I ate was the so whole high. thing. It was so, it yeah. was strong as fuck. We didn't know that. It was so strong. Like later on, I ate a half of one and thinking it would be the right, and it was still too crazy. But Cookie Puss is literally the best, but w- the experience of going to his apartment is that there is never not a joint being presented to your mouth it's a really fun high school hang and and do you ever say no to a joint being passed to you i don't think i ever ever have i i can't remember a time that i've said no to a joint being put in my face it doesn't make any sense right like in any context i think i loaded too much pot in the bong that we smoked out of (laughs) and karen and i were like okay i'm done i'm done i told (laughs) Shelby to keep the change (laughs) (laughs) yeah i did think it was clever at the time (laughs) (laughs) it's good we couldn't finish uh okay so we were at cookie puss's house and we were talking about israel for a minute and like that guy was there do you remember this uh which guy she was just a guy he oh was yeah, just a yeah, guy yeah. that was like buying weed um and the what it like kind of boils down to but i have other notes too as well is this <laughs> uh each side has the things that they absolutely can't tolerate right we know they're gonna have to reach some kind of accord right like we know that we know for certain we can agree it can't continue as it is Mm. It's unsustainable, right? And they're mm-hmm. and it's not good. Okay, so what do you do, right? You have two sides. You have they have to come to an agreement. Why? Because they're the two parties involved, and it's going to be up to them to uphold this agreement. So they both have to agree to it. Okay. Now that means each one's coming with. There's going to be some flexibility, 
But then there's going to be some things that they absolutely can't have and absolutely must have, right? Maybe that's just like one thing on each side or whatever. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? And that's how you start a negotiation, right? And then you see what you can compromise on. So for the Palestinians, it's they want a state and they want part of East Jerusalem, right? Let's not talk about the Palestinians. No, no, no but listen. On the Israeli side, the condition is we continue to exist, exist as a Jewish state. That's the one thing that we can't give up. And so what, look, your face right now, what you're saying is, I don't, what you're I think, coming I to the negotiation I, in bad faith. I disagree faith, with your assessment. In bad faith. No, I don't. Saying that the thing you, it, it's not the thing you want the most, it's the one thing you, I know you won't compromise on, I refuse to even start negotiating giving you that. So I don't understand how anyone who thinks that way is surprised at why, like, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. So, I mean, I don't want to like summarize what you said. It's like we a mixed bag, honestly, for a podcast. Yeah. We, do you think? Yeah. I'm like totally just like making a good argument and then losing my train of thought at the end of it. Like that's the weed 100%. <laughs> yeah. Elevating me and then bringing me to a low. Um, okay. So go ahead. What do you have to say? I just disagree that it boils down to Israel having one condition and that is that it continues to exist as a Jewish state. I didn't say state. one condition. I well, said that's what that's, I heard. The, that's their non-negotiable condition. Though I'm sure there's a thousand others that can be negotiated. Why does it have to be exclusive is my question. What do you mean exclusive? Why does it have to be exclusively... I don't know why we don't why talk about it. Why does it have to be exclusively Jewish? Theocracy. Because Jews get to have it both ways, and that it's is a, a little annoying. It's not governing it by religious law. But, okay, but that's annoying because it is actually a theocracy because it's Judaism is a religion. But what's annoying it's is that Jews claim culture. it culturally yes. and religiously. And I can't believe you're even making this argument having been to Israel. Like, you know that it's a culture. I have respect for the culture but okay. i also but I you, also why don't know you that see the necessity or you don't have to see i don't the necessity. have to go why don't you see why jews feel it's a necessity Ramallah to have a jewish to know state? that islam is also a culture but i have been into okay, the old city i have been right. into the old city where there is a muslim quarter and a jewish quarter and a christian and christian adjacent aka armenian quarter i don't know what the difference between armenian orthodox and christian is i think they both agree that jesus was the messiah but i could be wrong about that um but they the armenian quarter is shrinking but anyway the point is so i didn't get a sense of that but the jewish and the muslim quarters and the jewish and the muslim merchants are the exact same to okay. the untrained eye so what I mean, like the culture, I just don't think it's that different. But clearly it is because they've been unable to But there's like a lot of food that people together. claim is Israeli, but a lot of Israelis aren't of Arab descent. So what? We're not talking about any of that. But We're we are talking about, about, about culturally. But yes, but what I'm saying is that when you go to Israel and what it's known for in places, when the restaurants there are known for things like hummus or hummus as all my Sephardic friends call it. I don't it. understand what you're talking about. These are superficial no, but similarities. But those cultures are not superficial because it's Ashkenaz Jews that went there and they obviously the food there it's arab food the, the it's conflict not, is not, not food based it's, like, so that's but now the one it's thing called but here's on. the example no but here's the thing is now that's called israeli food and that's not what's interesting not if you talk to a palestinian 
Uh, yes. <laughs> but if you talk to like any Jewish person in America, hummus is yes, Israeli because that's food. part of their culture. What, what well, do you really expect Jews in America the, to the PC Jews, say, this is Arab salad? I mean, are you out of your mind? Of course they're gonna say the thing that's like familiar to them that yeah, feels like Yeah, you're home. right. All right, that's I hear crazy. you. I hear you're you, but I think it's an erasure also. And at you the think same time, what, I hear you and I think it's an erasure. I, I see everything through a gay lens. But the Arabs, of I which there everything. are many more than Jews, all call it Arab salad or whatever the fuck they call it. Like, they don't call it Israeli salad. There's like a billion people who do that. Why can't like these few people call it what the fuck they want? I don't know. You're the right, homework. I guess. If it was it's more an erasure, time, it's salad. If it was more time, but we're in less than a century of this. so Less than a century of what? Like, things being Israeli. That aren't like innately so? Israeli. So it's new. What in a culture that can be ascribed Arab to it is innately new. of that culture? Seriously, what do you mean? What's this high standard that you're holding Israel to that has to be innately of the culture and we're talking about hummus? Like, I don't understand. No, but I think time matters in this discussion. I think like the amount of time between like Israelis adopting things like hummus, like it's pretty fresh. People that are alive remember it not being Israeli salad. You know what I mean? Like that's a new thing, but it's that's how I knew things. Okay. That's how I knew like the little like tomato. So you're saying they've culturally appropriated. I guess I'm saying that they culturally appropriated, but like everyone does do that. I also I'm not saying that's the worst thing about Israel, but you're talking about it being a, okay, this comes back to the argument about whether or not it's a theocracy, mm-hmm. and I'm just saying like it's You mean like every other saying, Muslim country? I'm just explaining how I got to yeah. Exactly like that. Then why would you hold Israel to a standard where that's bad, but everywhere else it's tolerable? Because it's newer, and I don't because love it's it. newer. I don't love it anywhere. I don't. I don't. I. But, I wouldn't want to live under when Sharia it comes, law. That's right. And yet, when it comes and, to Israel, because it's a theocracy, you're saying it shouldn't exist as a. Well, it's newer and why it's don't displaced. You start with it's Muslim displaced countries. people that were there. Well, because it's newer and it's displaced so many people that are that were there. Well, one time in the past, and continues Palestinians to displace the Jews there. See, the population ebb and flow. How far in the past? You know, what's far, far in the, the past? past to you is a blip in the scope of human history. Okay, but you and I are the same age. You're so not, relatively so speaking, it's, not, it's the same amount of time. We're not talking about a single human lifetime. Come You're on. like, are you not thinking How on a far longer in the past? scale? How far in the past? Answer the question. I have no idea, to be honest. Okay, like a, a couple decades? I don't understand the Did relevance. Palestinians... Well, you said at one point because it's continuing. It's 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 so that you can make the argument that that when Israel does it, it's wrong. When the Palestinians do it, it's okay. But you're making a biblical argument. No, I'm making a historic argument. Okay, but it's but it's rooted in biblical times. It is not. It's rooted in archaeological evidence. Okay, but from what era? Oh, are you kidding me? No, but it's like biblical shit. That's what I think you're talking about. Yeah, but things actually happened during that time. It was very not. My point isn't about the veracity. My point is about it was a fucking long time ago. We're talking about shit that's happening now. You can't compare what happened. Like you can't compare. That is such a silly argument. The Israelites being being slaves. Tommy. By definition, what's happening now is the direct result of what happened back then. Like Fine. everything, uh, yes, but everything. And you're is. telling me that yeah, anything we that gotta, happened before we now is about, irrelevant. What is the point of this discussion? The point of this discussion is so that we can like kind of broaden our concepts of how peace is possible. That's why I think anybody should be having any discussion right now because right. we're a minute away from blowing up the fucking world. Okay. We're we're like very very close to just like ruining it. 
So your so, solution is this one tiny country, if it didn't exist, then the earth would be safe from being imminently blown up. I mean, up. you 100% know that that's not true. That's not what I'm saying. Because that's insane. <laughs> that would be insane if that were even remotely <laughs> close to what I was saying. But luckily for everyone, it's not. Um, what I'm saying is that I just think that in the context of like the reality that we agree we share right now, mm-hmm. like where we are in, in this moment, we should be addressing what's happening in terms of current depression. I think we are doing that right yes, now. Yes, and we need to talk about solutions for that. And people in Israel are complacent, I think, the same way people in America are complacent mm-hmm. about what the government is doing. And I think that because Israelis are very secular, they don't want the fucking religious nut jobs living in their neighborhood. So it's just as easy to keep them in the settlements because out of sight, out of mind. See, here's the double standard that you're holding Israel to. When I'm talking about the Palestinian leadership does this and that, you always go, well, are they the people? Are they actually the the people? And yet when the Israeli government does something, you always say Israelis feel this way and that way. Israelis are are indifferent. Like they... The same way I am. You don't give... You admitted... I'm I'm, I'm putting myself on the same plane. That you hold Israel to a different standard standard because it's quote newer like you and that's more powerful and in my opinion in terms of numbers based on numbers of deaths many enemies around it in terms of like who's who's had more losses palestinians or israelis right the israelis are winning they've lost far fewer people right well that's true yes so to me I'm on the side of the people that are losing bigger numbers. So the Jews have to to be massacred in order for you to finally, finally... Why are you doing that? Support the idea that they should have a self-governing Jewish state. Let me just ask you. Do you actually think that reducing what I'm saying to some point that you've already concluded is actually going to produce like forward motion in this discussion not just with me but generally absurd i'm just like drawing logical conclusions from the things that you're saying but that's not what i'm saying at all you're like reducing it to me wanting to annihilate israel no i'm saying that you you well jews being i mean you didn't say exterminated what was the word you used i believe i said massacred okay so okay (laughs) it was it was violent jews being massacred (laughs) because you said i root for the underdog so that point yes it was a little bit like crudely made but but it that the logical extension of that is that if israel were suddenly the underdog which it doesn't have the luxury of being you would support its right to exist do you know what i mean like that's what i'm hearing i'm not just making up an argument for you to be mad i would support the right of people in israel to live I would support the and right. And what if a condition of that was that they have a self-governing Jewish state? That's not what I'm interested in because I don't <sighs> think that that works. Like what I'm interested in but is that there are a lot of people dying works? and I don't think it's fair that there's a wall that demarcates who has rights and who doesn't. I don't think that's That's fair. what a two-state solution is for. Everybody has their full rights and they don't have to. Yeah, but to. one side built the wall. Why would you wall? force people to one live together who wall. clearly shouldn't live together? Because I, I don't, I don't, that's fucking bananas I, bullshit. But, that's but it's not how the it way, is. I know, but grow up. Like, that's how it I is. I am grown. I'm, and I'm Come, thinking like, about this. But, like, I no, don't but think you're that like, they can just change and like live no, together. I think no, that they that, can't. I think what it's you're saying. It's proven not to work. Underscores a really brutal perspective. I think it's benign and it's What's delivery. What's the brutal perspective? Because well, the, you're like, you have justified 
keeping this wall up because you think that this is the way that it needs to be. And I fundamentally disagree with that thinking. If by wall you I mean border between two sovereign states, then yes, I support that. Okay, but you also reject the government that the other state that you think... No, no, no. This isn't about accepting government, whatever. If they agree to a two-state solution, I don't care about what who the government but is, there, whatever. But it's not two sovereign states right now. Like, that's not the reality of But I'm saying, where, let's where make it the are. goal to get there. Yes, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, but that's not where we are at this moment. So Obviously, I'm saying... Obviously, that's why it's a conflict. But the way... Yeah, but I think that there is... I really think that it is brutal to, to not just absolutely oppose that wall. I, and I, I think... What do you mean by oppose that wall? Like, oppose any barrier whatsoever between I mean, two I, clear separate nations that don't get it's, along? It's very complicated, what's Karen, the, because I also recognize that a lot bad. of people on it's the pragmatic. other side... I, I, I recognize that a lot of people on the other side are pissed off and want to come in and maybe blow themselves up, as you have said on this podcast, and some, some Israelis in the process, or maybe want to drive a truck through a bunch of Hasidic men... Like, I don't know. I, I know that that's, like, a possibility. I mean, don't, like, give them ideas. I'm, I'm just saying things that have already <laughs> happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, oh, cool. But we could do a whole segment on just, like, creative ways to terrorize um, one side or the other. Because that's, like, you know. It's so this is It's the new gladiators. We should just. Our podcast is getting bleak. I know. Well, the world is bleak. <laughs> Listen, here's the thing. I just I did I fundamentally disagree that there needs to be a two-state solution. I don't know what the other side is, but this leads into something I would like to say mm. that I would like to start reading some books on this podcast. And I know that that's not for I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I support this fully. I'm on board. So here no no, this is going to be bonus content, so it's not going to be right in the middle of this podcast that you know and love exactly as it is. Yeah. Um, Which is Karen's way of saying, "Don't worry, we're not about to nerd out." <laughs> <laughs> well, we 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 stay nerding out, but um, yeah. we're just not going to like force a book thing on you. No. Anyway, but you it's going to be actually super fun. We're just going to like re like Tommy's going to read it like for real for real. I'll like either do it or not, and then we're going to talk about it in like the way that I choose. Okay, so the first book that we're going to read is People's History of the United States by Howard Zinn. Oi. So the way we're going to do this. All right. Is it good though? TBD, right? I've only read it in like <laughs> segments. I have never read front to back in like not one sitting. We're going to read it over the course of the coming year. It's like 700 pages. It's oh a very God. big commitment. Okay, I'll let you guys know in this podcast part of the podcast if this is like going to be any good. Like after we do a couple, I'll be like, I'll report back. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. totally funny or And if not you never all. hear anything, that means Karen hates life <laughs> and is probably going to be like, you need to do these segments on your own. <laughs> um but I think it would be really good because that book has influenced a lot of people has who it? I respect. Like yeah, who? totally. The other person I would like to read at some point is Noam Chomsky. Oh, the known anti-Semite. The Jewish anti-Semite. So we're going to patronize his work now on <laughs> my podcast. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. Let's do that for the bonus content. <laughs> Cool. Now I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should read on Palestine. A, wasn't he a, a linguist? Yeah, he's like a genius. He's like, uh, he's is like he a alive? genius. Gen yeah, he's fucking alive. Or did is he, he just thousand? die? Oh my God, wait. Did, did he? No. Uh, no this Trump's is a you alive. thing to know. I know. I'm, but now I'm high and I'm like, did I, do, am I forgetting his death? Being high no, is he's the best alive. Part of this no, I'm Chomsky's alive, right, <laughs> Shelp? You have Google. He gave us a 50-50. <laughs> he gave us a little half-seat. Um, um, what's your feedback, by the way? 
Okay, my feedback is is a little bit more. So, oh wait, wait, hold that thought. Wait, what? We're gonna be right back. Tommy, you know how you're so so busy. Oh my god, I can't. I barely have time to eat. Okay, so here's what you can do to make food easily fresh at home using only what you need. Ready? Tell me. Okay, it's called Blue Apron. Whoa. So, what it is is they send you a box full of all the stuff that you need to cook an amazing meal for two or four people or however big your family is, okay? And it's all perfectly portioned out. So you don't have any leftover anything, okay? You had me at box. <laughs> and what it comes down to is under $10 per person for an amazing meal. It's guaranteed fresh. Check, check out this week's menu and get your first three meals for free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash unhireable. Oh, what is it? Slash what? Did you get that? It's blueapron.com slash unhireable. You are going to love how it feels and how it tastes to create these amazing home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. It is seriously really dope, so don't wait. So, ready? Tell me. Blueapron.com slash unhireable. Slash unhireable. Blue Apron. It's a better way to cook. Okay. Okay, welcome back. Okay. Um, Noam Chomsky <laughs> from, from our previous segment uh, is alive. By the okay. way, um, oh, not oh. dead. Is he? How old is he? Old. I, I'm going to guesstimate 83. 80, Higher? 88. Oh. 88. Oh, shit. He's due any minute. Wow. Yeah. No, really? Yeah, for real. How oh. long do old people live? Like old people who weren't born now. 100. Let's say 100, right? People are living toward 100. No, but you're right. 88. But he was born forever ago before they had 100 making technology. I'm seeing a lot of 90s though, right? Yeah. I feel like people are living closer and closer to 90. I hope so. Yeah. I hope I, I live be to alive. be a million. I never want to die. I look really Ray Kurzweil, Kurzweil, Kurzweil says that we'll all be immortal. He's like a genius and I don't understand a word he says. <laughs> but in the singularity. But it's definitely true. Yeah, well, I don't know. He's an interesting guy. You should Google him too. He uh, will he do the podcast? Or? No. Okay, all right. Like 100% no. Right. Um, I need to drink water right now. I have the most disgusting mouth. Do you want to sip it? Okay. No, it's the dregs of your water. Yeah, it is. it's actually like less than an inch Hold of on, my water. I have to get it. Do you have one in your bag? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, so I would like to talk about um, in this segment uh, a personal feedback I got today. Oh, yeah. To a post I put on Facebook. What was your post? Well, I read this article that the Women's March on the 21st in Washington, D.C. Yes, I've been hearing about it. Kicked out a pro-life feminist group. Um, mm, why? Because. Uh, because they're cunty and it's not really about feminism. Uh, oh, sorry, what was that? Sorry, go ahead. No, no you. <laughs> I mean, you said that. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm not I with, disagreeing. I'm withholding judgment. Okay, go ahead. I mean, I'm not. Wait, they just did it to be exclusive? Like, they were like, this isn't in line with what we believe? Uh, mm -mm -mm. No. Oh, but don't worry. They, they're not in line with uh, people who are pro-life, but according to their mission statement, um, they are aligning themselves in the first paragraph with... Immigrants of all statuses, Muslims, and those of diverse religious faiths, but not evangelical Christians <laughs> or Catholics who hate abortion. People who identify as LGBTQIA. You cunts. <laughs> <laughs> 
native people, capital B black and capital B brown people, people with lowercase d disabilities, (laughs) (laughs) survivors of sexual assault, also lowercase, and communities are hurting. Oh, not the anyway. That's who. So that's who they stand <laughs> with. That's who they stand with. So I'm calling bullshit immediately. Okay, it's not feminist if you just exclude people for because they don't agree with you. Feminism is like all inclusive, right? Total equality of between what? men and women. Okay, that's of everything. What it is. So it meant. Listen, I mean, men have like a million opinions that are like not great. Why can't women? Yeah. There's going to oh, be people who like, oh, believe good, shitty good, things. Good, 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 good. I, I hadn't really thought about that side of it, Karen, but that's a good, that's an interesting, Feminism means also you can be a housewife, whatever. Like, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, Dudes you can be it. pro-life. My and mom, even if they didn't, you can do it. My mom, my post was, I was raised by a pro-life or anti-choice, however you want to define it, because, you know, people who are pro-choice really uh, sometimes aggressively you're about to fucking take a piece of pepperoni pizza to your face it's amazing can i have a little piece of pepperoni i just want a piece of pepperoni mm-hmm. um mainly so that i can chew on the podcast and no, annoy people no chewing. <laughs> i'm just putting it to the side in my mouth because it was too greasy to hold in my oh this is gonna be gross i can tell already <laughs> i just heard myself suck <laughs> um, okay, so they specifically asked you not to. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> okay, so my point is that I oh, see. This is why you shouldn't smoke pot because now I, I lost myself. No, for a moment. it's fun. Everybody likes this. <laughs> I like when you just like completely dogger. We were talking about the women's march and how they excluded those femi- those women who don't who don't believe in abortion because oh. they're not real feminists. Yes, well, I said that I was raised by business. a pro-life feminist because mm-hmm. um, my mom was really Catholic and, like, when we were kids, she used to put these little pins on our, like, uh, sh- lapels that were, like, uh, little golden feet that were teeny tiny, like the size of your thumbnail, and they represented the feet of aborted fetuses. Um, and we saw, I think, in second... Were they lucky, like a rabbit's leg? Yeah, it was like a little <laughs> rabbit's foot. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but I think oh, in, rabbit's foot. I think in sec. I I I could be wrong about this. And if anyone out there knows, please publicly get at me about this. I think in second grade at Holy Name School in West Roxbury, Massachusetts, that we watched the silent scream. I think that I was about eight years old, which is an abortion prop- anti-abortion propaganda film mm-hmm. that ends with the little fetus after the abortion's mouth opening, but no sound coming out. It's oh called the God. silent scream. Like a lobster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's like um, like what Lenny Riefenstahl would have been doing if she... Well, I guess she didn't... She I don't know been what doing. any of that means. She was Hitler's propaganda filmmaker. Uh-oh. Was yeah. she any good? Triumph of the Will is like a visually powerful movie to watch that she did. It's like terrifying. You know I've never seen any movies. Well, yeah, but that's like Hitler literally descending from the clouds in an airplane and then getting off the plane. And um, the best part of this that nobody at home is getting to enjoy is watching you try to like keep as far (laughs) away from the microphone as possible while you eat this pepperoni Because honestly, it's so rude to eat on a podcast. Like it's so rude. Like you know people are just listening to your freaking mouth and you're going to make it make nasty squishing sounds. It's like really, really rude. 
I guess that that's rude, but it doesn't bother me as much to hear it. So I guess that's why I'm really. Like, it would really bother me and annoy me. I well, it, it clearly bothered people when I did it. Yeah, they did not care. Oh for my it. god, people were so <laughs> annoying about it. Congrat. You know what? If you want me to stop doing something, just be really fucking annoying, and then I'll stop doing it. I mean, they mentioned it like four times. <laughs> I know, but they were like, you know what it was? It's a, it, a, when I say annoying, it was like. Just Dis- like dad disappointed. Like it wasn't just like stop doing it. It's gross. It was just like wow, you just like really can't. Like the the tone of them was just like really like why why aren't you doing this? That was like one message I got. It was like why aren't you listening to what people want? I forgot <laughs> who said that. That's a really really valid point though. <laughs> <laughs> like, why aren't you? <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. my whole thing about this is that. If the point of this is to demonstrate that there is a broad coalition of people that oppose Trump's agenda, because mm-hmm. the, the mission statement, Shelby, can you keep that mission statement up um, on the screen? The mission statement does not at any point, this was the point people made on, on my Facebook status, was that um, this is about women's rights and women's agency over their bodies. It says, and like, they were all like, look at the mission statement. The mission statement doesn't one time say the word abortion right. or right to choose. Right. You know? Like, it doesn't talk about that explicitly. Mm-hmm. Like, you can like allude to like a woman's agency over her body, but as like a really smart woman... Um, who I went to high school with pointed out in the Facebook thread. I don't want to out her by name. But she was like, you know, it's not like internally inconsistent logic to also – like you have to recognize that when you're talking about like pro-choice, anti-choice or pro-life, whatever you want to call it, you you, you have to address what's like underlying their beliefs. And people who are generally pro-life or anti-choice, they believe that life starts at conception. They believe that that is a life inside of another person. Right. And they also then can identify as feminists and be viewing their, their opposition to abortion as protecting the agency of the life of a potentially female-bodied baby mm-hmm. um, in the womb. Like a little, a, like a little, a, whatever, protecting the life of the baby. That's a humanist thing. So I get, like, that's what I was raised with. My my mother's pro-choice stuff wasn't evil. Like her pro-life stuff. It wasn't evil. It was because she really genuinely believes that life starts at conception. Right. My mom also had a baby who died. Jesus. Like, shut the fuck up. Don't talk to me about my mom's feminism. Because I, I, my mom was a feminist. She, she believed that women had... But that's something that's like that's I feel like the valid criticism of the left. You know what I mean? That it is exclusive, even while it pretends to be inclusive, and that like you know like that it doesn't tolerate it. Like it, there's no like real desire for a dialogue, and you see that as soon as there's people who don't agree with them, um, the reaction is like right. It's not the reaction that's telling is not when people approach you and they believe the exact same thing as you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, I don't know. I just sort of think that like this, this is a time that if you really want to rally people mm-hmm. to oppose Trump at mm-hmm. every turn, which I, I, I think that that's valid. Like we should be doing that. Shit with the press is crazy. The way he's turning people against the press is crazy. It is like it is fascist. You can't deny that. It's also hilarious mm-hmm. the way that he goes about it, screaming from the pulpit at a press conference, fake news, fake news. I, I, I've watched it so many times and it never doesn't make me laugh. It literally just like the guy is great like to watch. 
And he's a fucking nightmare to like be led by. Yeah. But um. Well, I guess we'll see. But Barack Obama, come on! Oh, my friend Christian Christopher Shin, friend of the show. Mm. Well, we'll show this on our social media. Shared with me a video that he thought I would appreciate, and I did. It's um to that chain smoker song, like we ain't ever getting uh-huh, older. Yeah. Um, this guy did like a, par- a parody to that that was really good. About it's just really good because he talks about like how. Now you suddenly care, but you didn't care for eight years. You just allowed all the abuses of the Obama government to just be glossed over because he and Michelle looked really good on the cover of Vogue. Who or said this? This guy in this like parody oh. video. We'll share it. It's good. It's like it's funny. It's more like just like smart than it is funny, actually. Anyway, that's what I have to say. I think that if you want to like I – th- I think that there's no, there's no reason that this pro-life group is not included. They, nobody wants them there. It's fucking cool that they want to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool that people that you know don't want you there still want to come. Right. Like, why are you turning those people away? People who demand discourse sure are the first ones to shut it down. When you just disagree a little bit. And it's like, shut the fuck up. You're the problem. You are the reason. I'm saying. You are the reason that Donald Trump is the president. And you continuing to do this is buying him another fucking four years. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. Well, it's hypocritical. It's just like blatantly, Mm. transparently to the public hypocritical. Yeah. But you know what? So many people are like that. So what are you going to do? Um, I think that we should like rap. I think we're we're feeling pretty, pretty like we got some feedback answered. as a, maybe I don't That's know. That's a lot of us. Yeah, no. I mean, we gave everybody a healthy dose of us. Listen, all my Facebook post, posts are public. I will not accept friend requests from people I have not met. So I apologize Me as well. for also, that. Also, I never go on Facebook. I hate. I hate Facebook. But you should be able to comment if you would like to um, about the posts that I talked about today. Oh yeah. Or others. Um, I'll definitely that is a worthy thing. I'm liking all the different social media right now in Trump's America. The Twitter, I like. I like the Instagram. I find Insty to be very expressive at the moment. You're, you're inspired by it. I am having a bit of an Insty moment. Uh-huh, it's great. I really like it. It's like very like, um, I don't know, like um, it's pictures. Oh, can I give you some feedback on today's? You you had like a little sexy like um, clavicle showing with oh. a drawing today. Oh, yeah. Was it I, good? I like this direction. I do care about Insty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I just discovered that you can draw on it. So like. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, and I like that you showed a little more skin. I think I would like to show a little more skin. I would like to be more comfortable and just like being naked on Instagram. I mean, I probably won't do that. I mean, but... it was just a little bit of clavicle. Yeah, no, I was. It was, it was. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah, I was topless. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could tell. <laughs> I mean, you basically shown your tits on this podcast I on one of the pictures. Mean to. <laughs> With Colby Keller. I, Big surprise, you were fully erect. I, <laughs> uh, it's very cold in the studio to keep the talent chill. Um, yeah, I couldn't help it. I, and I also, like, I hated that picture, not even because of the nipple. Like, my tits looked amazing, but my face looked beat to hell. <laughs> um, whatever. I looked great next to Colby Keller. Thanks for that photo. I mean, he really is a kind of god. Yeah, I know. One day we'll all be able to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so get at us at Unhirable Show on Twitter is the surest way. Um, I'm Karen Margolis on Twitty and Insty and Snappy. I'm at Tommy O'Malley on Twitter. Uh, we are on iTunes. We would love it if you would um, rate us and... Um, 
maybe subscribe. That's nice to do as well. So thank you for doing that. Uh, and we will see you again next week. Yeah, and probably won't be high. Um, there is literally no telling. Yeah, maybe we'll eat some uh, marijuana. Well, we have some strong shit. I mean, we could I go know. like a little nuts if we wanted to. Honestly, I'm all. I know, down but it never works out. We, we're sitting on so much material that I think is unusable, but you think it's probably <laughs> funny because we I think, ate yeah, marijuana. We have, like, all right, all right, we have to go. All, all right, right see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you.